0: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of the Thursday Morning Report. This was a project I did a few years back in partnership with Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, where I volunteered as an engineer, host, and producer. Enjoy this one-hour interview program that went out live over the radio on KZYX. If you like what you are hearing, you can check out my current podcast, The Shift with Doug McKenty, on your favorite podcast hosting site, or find out more on Facebook and YouTube at The Shift with Doug McKenty. I'm also on Twitter at McKenty If you want to support the program, look up The Shift on Patreon, or find it on the web at www.theshiftnow.com and click on subscribe. Subscribers receive access to full-length feature episodes of The Shift, as well as the membership forum, where members can engage in discussions and participate in the evolution of the show. Stay tuned for this episode of the Thursday Morning Report from KZYX Radio in Mendocino County, California. Alright, good morning everyone and welcome to the Thursday Morning Report. Uh, this morning we're discussing what is going on in the Mojave Desert with these mega solar power plants and the impact that uh, those will have uh, not only on uh, many Native American uh, spiritual sites, uh, but also the environment there. Uh, When Green Turns Brown is how I've been talking about the show. First, uh, I'm going to introduce to you uh, Bill Harper. He's a local activist here, uh, and he'll help to introduce the topic. Bill? Good
1: morning. Uh, The Mojave Desert is, many people think, is just a barren wasteland, but it's not actually. Of course, it's got full of life like all of the planet is. And um, there's these huge solar solar plants that they want to... Put in, and mostly in the eastern desert, in the less developed place, because mostly because the land is free, and somewhat due to the power corridors that connect the grid. Anyway, on. Uh Two weeks ago on Monday, Lacuna de Aslan Sacred Protection Circle, a prestigious Native American cultural protection group, filed suit Monday in the United States District Court challenging the Bureau of Land Management permitting process relating to six large solar plant facilities planned for the Mojave, Sonoran and Colorado deserts of Southern California chairperson lacuna's advisory committee the the group was joined by care californians for renewable energy and six individual native american plaintiffs Lacuna de Aslan Sacred Site Protection has standing to sue by virtue of the meaning of, of the definition Indian Tribe according to Section 106 of the National Register of Historical Places and by virtue of an existing memorandum of understanding with the BLM. And with that, I would like to bring up the leader of Lacuna de Aslan, uh, Alberto Figueroa, who is a veteran of the farm workers movement, the Blythe uh, nuclear power
0: plant fight, and many other desert issues. Uh, good morning, Mr. Figueroa. Are you there?
2: Yes, I'm here, and thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on the program.
2: You bet, my pleasure. Uh,
0: can you just explain a little bit about your organization, and then uh, more in detail about what's exactly what's going on uh, in the Mojave Desert right now, and what the basis of the lawsuit is all about?
2: Well, our organization is comprised of thirteen. Uh, we're the yeah, we're native descendants of the local tribes, but we're not. Some of us are not enrolled, but we're descendants of the tribes here, and uh, we have been the. Uh, uh, we were one of the people that uh, were able to stop the Ward Valley nuclear dump from 1992 to, to, to 2000. It took us eight years to stop that nuclear dump that was going to contaminate the Colorado River waters. And prior to that, we had been on the forefront of stopping the Sun Desert nuclear power plant here that was going to be built right at the base of one of our sacred mountains. It's called Cali. say the, the southwest corner of the Aztec Sunstone Calendar. So we've been in the battle here trying to preserve these sacred sites of the Colorado River. That's why Una means cradle, cradle of Aslan. Aslan means land of the first rising sun, land of the storks, and land of the whiteness, which the people that were here with us, during the October 30th spiritual journey, we passed right by the what's called the cradle, right in front of the big white eagle that's here. So this is very, very sacred. This is the most sacred area that we know of here in the the, the whole area of, the, uh, of what we call Islam, They call it America now. So anyway, right. <laughs> and there's where they've decided the government, because uh, like Harper said, uh, it's freebies. It's all public land, and there's, they say well, probably there's probably nobody there to oppose them. But there is, and uh, we are not going to take this laying down no more. We're going to continue the struggle to preserve this. One of the most sacred sites that's here that is threatened is Kokopili, which the majority of the people have seen his symbol. He's the hunchback. Koko in Nahuatl means hurt. And Bili means our Lord. Our Lord is hurt. That's why he's going. He's leaving. There's five suns in the Aztec Sunstone calendar. That's why he's leaving right now, because the time has come. People don't think that the that 2012 has anything to do with it, but it does. So these sites are here. These are geoglyphs. A geoglyph is a design on the ground. The, the most famous one is... Like I say, Cocopili, and also the Blythe Giant Intaglios. The Blythe Giant Intaglios tell the story of our creation, how we are associated with the cosmos. Every image in the Blythe Giant Intaglios has their associate in the cosmos. The cosmos, like uh, Orion, the the hunter, and all Metecutli here in the Blythe Giant Intaglios. But I'm not going to tell you uh, thousands of years uh, of our cosmic uh, tradition in the radio. But anyway, what they're trying to do, they thought, they I'm talking about uh, Ken Salazar, that he prides himself of being the 12th descendant of Cabeza de Vaca. And we know who Cabeza de Vaca was. was Those of us that know a little history of, of of the United States, he was trying to obliterate all remnants of our traditions. And he continues saying, "There's gold out here, that's what I see gold." him and Arnold were the guys that were saying. they came and inaugurated when they uh, started destroying the 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 Ivanpah uh, site over here, and they said they see nothing but gold here. They have no feeling these people with the, the now Obama's uh, 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 committees and all that uh, even with the b l m they have no feelings towards. What, uh, what is there. They have totally disregarded. That's why they have proposed to make all these thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of all these solar panels here uh, within this, uh, these, these areas of eastern Riverside County and uh, uh, eastern uh, San Bernardino County. So it, it's going to be very devastating if we don't stop them. That's why we were able to associate ourselves with people like the Harper Group and all that, that, that uh, have been helping us, the environmental group, uh, that uh, have been associated with us, because we are very few that we have taken up this banner of protecting Mother Earth and making this equilibrium that's the way we're supposed to do, but we haven't. We have totally disregarded it, and that's why we are very happy to be on this radio program, because we need the people to know, to understand the graveness of this issue, of these solar panels on the most sacred sites of the world. So... This is very important that people understand that we are not against solar power, but we want, you know, like Jerry Brown says, I have a, a panel on each house rooftop like the University of Arizona here, has over here in Tempe. So this is uh, the reason that we, uh, I agreed to be on this radio program to let the people know. Cause a lot of the people don't know. They, they say, well, what do those Indian savages know and this and that? Well, we know. <laughs> It's cosmic tradition. We have no religion. Our, we have cosmic tradition, and it's all based, and we can prove it. And we are willing to go to court. That's why we have filed this lawsuit here in, in, the, in the, uh, the Ninth District Court. Because uh, we have, after around 15 years that we had been dealing with, uh, uh, with uh, BLM from uh, the Yuma, Arizona, because uh, they're in charge of the integrals, uh, we finally were able to get A MOU, Memorandum of Understanding, from the government so that we could partner with the government to preserve these sites and raise monies to put fencing and all that before they're totally obliterated. Because at first we were very perturbed because of the off roaders. But now the government is our main enemy. The government is the one that's trying to destroy them all. Right. And because the government is giving them the freebies money. The stimulus money and gimme, gimme, gimme. So naturally, these people say, well, we are going to bring gold. We're going to alleviate the the, 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 the energy crisis and all this and that. It's all a lie. Everything that they said, is a lie. So we have to understand the truth, and the truth is right here. And we invite everybody, like people that like Harper came down, and they saw, and they're seeing the truth, because we are not... Like the, uh Joe Friday used to say in *Dragnet*, the *Dragnet* TV series. Just the facts, just the facts. That's why we are bringing the facts after all these years of brainwashing that we have had. So that's uh, that's the book of, of why we are fighting all this. And then another thing that you know, it's it, it, not just the the sacred sites; it's the the, the whole environment. All the like, the, you know, they said they were going to save the turtles. The turtles is the representative of Mother Earth. That's why Turtle Mountain here has the face, the image of the turtle. And the turtle is the center of the Aztec sunstone calendar. Which where we can go and in deep detail there afterwards and I can show you where the turtle is and the face of the turtle. That's why they're called turtle mountains. That's why when we fought Ward Valley, Ward Valley was at the base of Turtle Mountain. That's why we, I'm saying, we, the Native American, where we, we were fighting so hard, because that was very, very sacred, because that was the one of the most center parts of the Aztec Sunstone calendar, and we were able to fight it. We fought under, uh, we fought uh, three presidential administrations during that era. So we're here to stay. We have never gone anywhere, and we're going to continue fighting. And if uh, now the the government has proposed. Uh, the new uh, hearings, public hearings, and the first public hearing is going to be held in Washington by the Department of Interior with Ken Salazar, like I said, the 12th descendant of Cabeza de Vaca. Mm. They're having the now they're having the public meetings a little late in the game. They already approved these six sites, they have already approved. now they're having the public meetings. And the next one is going to be held in El Centro uh, February the 7th, and the following day they're going to have February the 8th, they're going to have one in here in Indian Wells, here in the, by Palm Springs, where we're going to be there. All of us are going to be there. We're going to make our presentations there heard loud and clear that we don't want none of these sites destroyed because of the, they want to bring these solar panel projects to destroy our sites. So it, it's going to be very devastating, and uh, we hope that the people that are hearing will be able to join, uh, not just for so-called Native Americans, it's everybody's. Everybody. So we just don't include ourselves. We include everybody because it's, it's that the sacredness of the earth belongs to everybody.
0: Very good. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us, the time is now nine sixteen. You're listening to the Thursday morning report right here on KZyx. I'm your host Doug McKenty. I'm speaking this morning with Alfredo Figueroa of the Lacuna de Aztlán Sacred Sites Protection Circles. We're talking about uh, the. The uh, creation of uh, six different mega-solar plants down in uh, Southern California in the Mojave Desert. Uh, 6,000 acres of desert land uh, destroyed, as well as uh, many for the indigenous people of that area. 6,000
1: acres was just the, the Ivanpah site alone. Where that- they, they started digging up tortoises and found
0: many more than they
1: expected to find.
0: So we're looking at a situation here where uh, basically the government has fast-tracked the creation of these mega-solar plants as a part of the stimulus package from President Barack Obama. Uh, They're heavily subsidizing these plants, companies you may recognize like Chevron, uh, getting involved to help big these these mega plants, and essentially the government has has decided that they want rather than to uh, propose ideas, uh, as Mr. Figueroa was saying, of all of us putting solar panels on the roofs of our houses, uh, they want to build these large centralized situations uh, that are going to be environmentally devastating as well as destructive uh, of these many sacred sites uh, from the area some of the investors include BP, um, interestingly enough, the Irish Toll
1: Roads Association or group, whatever that is. I guess I got too much money left over from charging people to drive around in Ireland. Right. Uh,
0: well, Mr. Figueroa, will you explain to us a little bit about the sacred nature of these geoglyphs? Um, in fact, I'm curious about the Sunstone calendar. Maybe we could start there. Uh, the geoglyphs are interpretations uh, from the calendar, and there's a, a codex, is that correct? A, um, basically a hieroglyphic book that explains the creation story, and then these, these glyphs are uh, lar- very large representations throughout the, the desert region there?
2: Yes. The, the Aztec Sunstone Calendar is overlaid here in the Colorado River. That's why the geoglyphs, these geoglyphs are designed on the ground, and they are found from... Needles, California, or Laughlin. Uh, a lot of people know Laughlin. They go gamble there. And uh, <laughs> uh, one of the sacred mountains there is Spirit Mountain, uh, which we call Tlalocan, and our relatives, the Mohaves, call Avikwameh. So from that point down to the Gulf of California is where the, geo, the majority of the geoglyphs are here in this continent. So that means uh, that this is where the surface of the Earth, the, the Creator traveled on the surface. Now, when they left, the last group of Nahuatl that left were the Mexicas. That's it. They left in around the 11th century. But they took this knowledge with them. And over there in Mexico, they made this big 27-ton, uh, big uh, its, it's, it's a monolith uh, with all these designs, which is called the Aztec Sunstone Calendar and it has all the story of the creation there written on it. I'm not the full authority on describing it. I can just tell you where it came from, because I can tell you, we can tell you where the sections are, the the corners, and how they're designed on the calendar and of the ears that it has and all that. So this calendar was, they took it down there for the knowledge that you won't forget it. It's like our book... Like, you know, they have these other books that they say that are over there by, by Arabia and all that. That's nice. But everybody that wanted to, to add to it. They just added to that little book. And by ours, it's identical to what it is overlaying this area of the Colorado River. So these geoglyphs tell the story on the surface. Now the petroglyphs tell the story. Petroglyphs are the uh, that the geoglyphs are written, uh, are, are the uh, glyphs, rather, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the, the painting, uh, they're the, the, the sculptured on the rocks. That tells the creation on the cosmos. So this, all of this, and the codices, when they made the codices before the Spaniards came, these are the genuine codices. And this is what we can describe, these codices, how... We can substantiate that what we are saying here, we can prove by the codices. So what we are saying, we are willing to go to Washington, the highest court of the land, the Supreme Court, and we can take the codices and we can take a picture or we can take Mr. Harper and show this is this and this and this. And if you don't want to believe the facts that we present, well, that's a different story. But it's thanks to the Mexicas that they were able to do these, uh, they, they uh, have these, they were called plaquilos. The plaquilos were the designers of these glyphs, of these designs that represented the, all the mountain areas here along the Colorado River. A lot of people that come, archaeologists and all that, that studied, you know, they're doctors. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I went to mechanic school here in Blythe. So, but anyway, <laughs> we've been involved with this. For all our lives. So these days always say, people say, well, where are your pyramids? Well, our pyramids are the mountains all around us that have these images that tell the story of the codices that they have stored. You know where they're at? They're in Europe. The majority of the codices are in Europe. They're Is in right? Liverpool. They're in Germany. They're in Florence, Italia. They're in the Vaticano. The Vaticano were nice people. They used to take these over there with them, mm. so they but at least they were preserved, so and they were they're in Austria, so all these places have these codices that belong to us right now we're engaged in one of the biggest battles that we have, trying to bring back what we call the headdress of Mukhtasuma that's in Austria, and I think we're going to get it back, and we're, it's going to come back to the Kuna land, that's where we're trying to bring it back because this is where it started, and we can tell you where that uh, that uh, fan is with, you know, the headdress, a mountain, it looked like the headdress is here. All this, like I said, they, they took the, and they formed the Aztec calendar, and they designed the codices down in, in, in Mexico to remind them and to let them know that of what was, uh, what the area of the Colorado River meant. That's why my son is named Alfredo. And my grandson is named Alfredo. And my great-grandson is no Alfredo. Mm. So there's four Alfredos now because uh, (laughs) of this Alfredo. So that's the same way they took down the codices and they made the Aztec sunstone calendar down in it. But I know it's been 500 years, and they say that we were the savages and that the center of the Aztec calendar has this tongue sticking out because he wants more virgins so the sun can continue its travel. How ridiculous! That tongue, that tongue means communication. Communication with Mendocino, Mendocino people in Mendocino communicate with us. Let them know what's happening down here. Now we got a radio station. We got radio airways, and this is what it means: communication. So we're communicating right now. So everything was, uh, you know, derogatory. Everything we were the savages. We were this and that. That. Mm-hmm. But now the people are finding out the truth. We have to regain back the truth of the creation story Albert- instead sort of reading lies.
1: Alberto, uh, you said you went to mechanic. You
2: think I, I, you think I answered your question?
1: I think so, yeah. That- y- you said you went to mechanic school. How many languages do you speak?
2: Well, Spanish and English. I was forced to speak English. And, but uh, I, did, I know a little Nahuatl and a little Yaki and Mojave. Uh, not I can carry a conversation, but I know the sights of what they mean on uh, you know in, in that the different language, and it all refers back to the same thing of the creation. Besides, besides the point that they, you know that you'd say, uh, like, uh, you say, like you say, the creator in a different name. Well, it doesn't matter. It's the same. It's the creator, he, the creator is he who has no name, but just ha- has all the names. See. We are all part of it. We're all part of it. So we cannot say that this is just uh, our territory or this territory. No, it's everybody's territory. The earth was made for us to be the guardians, and now we are the destructors. So, it's uh, well, we've been studying this for a long, long, long time since I was a little kid. We were miners also, so we know the hills, we know the the, the traditions that... uh, my mother went to the, the Indian school here in the reservation, but I didn't get to go there because we were over here in the California side. So anyway, we understood why they had tried to destroy all remnants of our, uh, of our descendants, and that's why this whole thing of the solar power panel projects is uh, the, most, uh, 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 the worst thing that could ever happen to us here is the solar power panel project.
0: Yeah, this is amazing to me because um, I think certainly from the point of view of the government or Barack Obama's administration, let's say, they're trying to push this green technology. They think that they're doing a good thing for the people with this. Um, But it is just amazing that they're willing... And in fact, I I mean, this is illegal, right? They can't just go in and destroy uh, these sacred sites. Um, and yet they just sort of are anyway because they've fast tracked it and they and they've skipped over a, a few of those important parts. Isn't that correct?
2: Definitely. As a matter of fact, we have laws beginning from the early 1900s mm-hmm. that, that have to protect sacred sites, beginning with the, with the, what's his name, uh, Wilson, and 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 uh, not Theodore Roosevelt rather. And uh, so, uh, and yet uh, even even December the fifteenth. Uh, a lot of tribal meet, uh, leaders met with, uh, with Obama in, in Washington, and uh, Obama there signed the United Nations Declaration of 2007, which Article 11 uh, clearly specifies protection of sacred sites. And since two, uh, 2007, they hadn't signed it that the United States hadn't signed it, or England or. New Zealand, or Australia. The four English-speaking countries refused to sign the United Nations uh, resolution protecting the sacred sites in the world. Finally, Obama, he signed it December the 15th, this last December the 15th. He signed it, but yet, you know, they got all these laws, but they don't enforce them. Right. And that's what's happening right now. That's why the lawsuits. That's why thanks that we have people like CARE and people like the people that were with us here uh, uh, and, and, and just the, the other day here, uh, and this protest over here on the I-10 uh, uh, overramp of, of uh, Corn Springs that we've been able to bring forth and show the people, let the people know these atrocities that are, that are being committed uh, on our public land.
0: So did I hear you correctly that these uh, the geoglyphs there in the Mojave Desert th- these were the first renditions and then the knowledge was taken south and the, and the sunstone calendar was built and the codexes then were, were written uh, so this was yes. really this is like the this is the heart of, of this knowledge like where a lot of the, the calendar was created
2: Yes the whole calendar was created here and I can pinpoint you the corners bingo 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 that's why Nawi Olin Nawi means four Olin means movement Mm-hmm. So this is the four moves. The, the, the swastika is right here. That's why it's called Naui Olin. Only, the, the, you know, uh, Hitler made it a bad thing, but it's, the, the, this is the center of it. So uh, we can pinpoint you. These sites, right here, the, the, the black giant and tigers are the main uh, uh, indicators here in the area. And I can tell you where the first sunrise happened, right on the reservation here, which is called Colorado River Indian Tribes Reservation. And so how old are these? These, that's something that I don't get involved uh, because one of our associates is Ron Dorm. He's one of these guys that does the carbon-14 over there in uh, the university, uh, they're in Tempe, uh, Arizona. Mm -hmm. And uh, he doesn't know himself. These are thousands and thousands of years old as far as the CODIS are concerned. Yeah, I mean... But I, I that's not my expertise. I can just tell you that they're thousands and thousands of years old According to one of our associates, uh, he, uh, he's a, a member of our Lan Now, he's he's uh, Boma Johnson, and Boma Johnson uh, was, for, for 25 years, he was the archaeologist for the Yuma BLM office, which is in charge of all these integrals, and he said that they were up to 10,000 years old. So, like I said, uh, we just know that they're the, ancient, the, the, the most ancient there is, but... Uh, or to, to get an exact, uh, uh, you know, how, how old they are, I couldn't tell you, but as far as uh, Boma Johnson and as far as uh, uh, Ron Dorm uh, from the University of the Carbon uh, Dating, you know, 14, uh, they're the ones who say 10,000 years old.
0: So that's amazing. I mean, you had compared these with the pyramids, but uh, 10,000 years old would make these uh, almost twice as old as the pyramids. Um,
2: Definitely. See, the pyramids were made to, uh, to, uh, to uh, resemble uh, the, 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 this area, this mountain site here.
3: Hmm.
2: The pyramids, I'm talking about the pyramids also in Egypt. Right, right. Not just the ones in, in Mexico City. The Mexico City is called Teotihuacan. So these places are, were made to resemble the area here in the Colorado River. That's why everything has been a confusion. Why? Because there, we, there was a, a writer, his name's Paul Kirchhoff. And Paul Cooker was a nice writer, and all this and that. But he divided the, what we call the uh, northern hemisphere, uh, uh, not the, the northern, uh, 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 what they call uh, well, we call it the hour. Anyway, what did they, the, the America, and he divided it into three places. He said Mesoamerica, uh, Oasis America, and Adio America. So where did that left leave the Colorado River Basin totally excluded? So everybody's looking for a land, the case of the beginning, mm-hmm. in Mesoamerica, which happens to be from Chihuahua, Mexico, down to Nicaragua, Nicananawa. See? So when are you going to find it if you're uh, in, in, in looking for it at the wrong place? <laughs> so, but now we have it, and that's why we, we're inviting these people that are interested in, 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 in knowing the truth uh, to come down, and then you make your own opinion. Because we're not, nobody's going to force nobody. You see the facts. Like Joe Friday said, just the facts, man. And that's what I tell the people. Just tell me. How can you prove? And we'll prove it.
0: All right, very good. Don't
2: tell me you're going to hit the lotto at the casino because we're anti-casinos.
0: I hear that. All right, I got to take a moment here to say that it's 9:33, you're listening to the Thursday morning report. I'm your host Doug McKenty. This is KZYX Radio here in Mendocino County. I'm joined this morning by uh, a local activist, Bill Harper, as well as Alfredo Figueroa of the Lacuna de Aztlan Sacred Sites Protection Circle. We're discussing uh, the proposed mega-solar power plants in the Mojave Desert uh, that are not only environmentally devastating, but uh, are also highly destructive of these uh, geoglyphs uh, that comprise uh, a very sacred site for the indigenous people of the area. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, I've, I've studied this calendar just a little bit. In my opinion, it, it certainly blows the Roman calendar away. <laughs> I, I think the ancient peoples of the area uh, really had an understanding of how the sky uh, worked and how the Earth uh, moved. Not only, whereas the Roman calendar normally just focuses on uh, the sun going around, uh, or the moon, or the Earth, excuse me, going around the sun and what's going on in this solar system Uh, this calendar actually includes the solar system going around um, the uh, the galaxy and it charts the entire uh, path as as we as we travel around the galaxy and I think it's some 26,000 year cycle and then there are cycles on top of that. So it's a fascinating calendar. And I had always presumed that the knowledge originated farther south. But now I'm discovering today that it originated uh, right here, where they're talking about putting these huge uh, power plants uh, right on top of it. With uh, these power plants, I mean, were, are they just talking about obliterating, say, the large Coca Peli uh, that uh, many of us are familiar with? You're
2: talking to me?
0: Yeah, Mr. Figueroa. Oh, okay,
2: yes. Well, this is not just not It's also Meat and Tosco. And I mean, there's hundreds of these geoglyphs there, and all these sites because they're you know they they begin with with we have here the Blythe Solar Power. We have and then just right over the the, the, the a mountain that's the McCoy Mountain. They have the Genesis, and then just nearly adjacent to a Genesis, they call it the the, the Palin. And then, power down to the desert center is the desert solar, and north of Blythe is the rice. Uh, so it's all over here that it's, 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 it's so. There's hundreds of these geoglyphs that there, and then the trails, and then also the, these other sites that uh, are part of the, the the you know they have burials. Uh, they're, 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 there's oh, a lot of the they have uh, well, the, the companies have found. I don't know how many thousands of remnants of our descendants, and I don't get involved in that. I just, I'm, I'm just involved in the, the main ones, because I haven't been to all these These people have been paid this following year, uh, this past year, to, to, to look at all these sites. So there's a lot more than the ones we are mentioning. We just mentioned Kokopili because it's the, the most famous that the majority of people recognize.
0: All right, very good. Um, Bill, would you like to take a second and talk about some of the uh, just the the real on-the-ground environmental devastation, some of the species that are going to be at risk uh, as well? Again, we're talking about bulldozing thousands of acres of of desert land, so maybe we can get a scope on that and then we'll start taking calls right after that.
1: Well, the uh, desert tortoise is a listed endangered uh, species, and um, they are um, the main target of the uh, conservation effort. In fact, it's rather disturbing, but uh, I can read about it here or tell you about it. After the tortoises are removed from their burrows in one sweep, a second sweep requires shovels. All burrows are dug out. All tortoise burrows. Coyote dens, kit fox burrows, ground squirrel burrows, down to the smallest kangaroo rat burrow because juvenile tortoise may shelter in them. Shrubs are pulled apart to make sure the tortoises are not hiding in dense vegetation, and burrowing owls will lose their homes. In Ivanpah, on October 21st, a tortoise was killed. Apparently, the tortoise was hit along a road and was taken to a veterinarian where it was euthanized. This is what during while they were digging up um, the tortoises. The, initial, the low initial estimates, they had low initial estimates. The 2007 surveys were done during a drought when most of the tortoises may have remained hidden underground, skewing counts. Since then, rainier months in 2010 may have brought out more tortoises. Subsequently, they have uh, found over... 30 tortoises, which is uh, nearly at the limit, which is going to have to have them rewrite the uh, impact, uh, the environmental impact for just this one solar plant in Ivanpah. Um, other animals that are affected are li- flat t- uh, flat-tailed horned lizards, in, uh, um, very important to the Kichen out in uh, Imperial Valley, and there's a, a, a site of both a wind and a solar site to be put up there, and also fringe-toed lizards live only in loose sand. Which has to be which is wind blown sand, and that wind has to be the sand has to be kept coming and so when these sites are scraped bare and the wetted down, the sand quits moving through them and it quits creating a, a new sand to pile up for the fringe toed lizards to live in
0: all right, very good, so we're seeing that uh Basically, the government is now fast-tracking these mega-solar power plants, uh, and they're doing so in such a way as to uh, produce skewed environmental impact reports, uh, as well as essentially ignoring uh, a series of of laws and regulations that prevent them from destroying uh, Native American sacred sites. We've got about 20 minutes left in the program. If you have a question for our guests, then uh, now's the time where we'll start taking calls. 895-2448 will get you here in the studio. Uh, I'm speaking with Alfredo Figueroa of the Lacuna de Aztlan Sacred Sites Protection Circle, as well as local activist Bill Harper. Uh, talking about uh, the fast-tracking of some mega-solar power plants in the uh, Mojave Desert and how uh, that's impacting uh, the environment as well as the indigenous culture of the area. Um, Mr. Figueroa, you've been in yes. contact with the BLM now, uh, and, and so what are they doing? Are they not, are, are they not acting on, on your behalf here? Isn't, it, isn't that their job?
2: Well, we know that's their job, <laughs> but they're acting on behalf of the system the capitalist system see they don't want to, one of the one of the archaeologists that uh, that we took down there, there to the sites and showed him him and all that he says figure out don't think I'm an SOB he says I did my reporting and they just shelved it they put it in the shelf he says and uh I I'm just uh, he was like apologizing to me you know what i mean that he had to uh, uh, fulfill uh, what the, the big boss is saying over there at, at uh, you know the descendant of uh, Cabeza de Vaca, Ken Salazar. You know, we, we, we con- contacted the, the Ken Salazar's office and all that, and he told my nephew, my nephew is Guadalupe oh, Figueroa. Guadalupe Figueroa is the one that's running the campaign right now again for Obama in the Spanish-speaking states, mm. like California and Arizona and New Mexico and Nevada, Texas. So he, oh, when my nephew goes to, to Salazar's office, he says, oh, yeah, we know all about your uncle, so who cares? We know I'm just an 800-pound gorilla, so so what? So they don't want to enforce it, despite the fact that we have sent them all this. They, 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 they have been presently here, and yet right now a lot of the people from the magazines, like Sunrunner magazine down here and all that, they have contacted the BLM to get these researches done, uh, I mean uh, reports, and they have. Refused to submit any of the reports to all these, uh, uh, these newspapers and magazines uh, people. They have refused to allow anybody to, re- uh, to have these reports on these sites. So, you we we know, that the Los Angeles Times had a really good article in uh, April, that's past April, and the, the lady from the Solar Millennium, she's right there from Berkeley, uh, Rachel McMahon, and she says, oh, those were just designs that were made in 1994 when Google started or something like that. Can you oh, imagine? No. <laughs> so, now, so now the, 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 the archaeologists that went to college and got a doctor's degree this and that, they believe this lady, that's, she's less than 40 years old, she's never been here to blight and she, uh, she's the expert now, and, and, and these guys are supposed to be the experts. They believe what this lady says, that they were made in 1994.
0: Right, they must not well, have existed. How from there.
2: How, how much uh, these people have been brainwashed and, uh, the, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes, uh, you know what I mean? Right. To, to comply to, for their boss, my land. You know, the, thanks to WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks at least did some good. And Daniel Ellsberg in the old days. Right. But uh, how many of those do we have within the government? We don't they gotta, they got to cross
0: the line, cut the line, cross the line. Yeah, I hear
2: you. It it's not because they don't know about it. Sure they know about it, and they're very perturbed, and they know that they're messing up, they're screwing up. But like you said, they are supposed to be our friends, and we are partners with them, and we need to fulfill that to finally protect them right. That's why we're trying to raise money before a lot of this just transpires.
1: Many of the on-the-ground BLM, the on the BLM people I've talked to have said that um, they're personally very frustrated with the process and they're being overridden from Washington to leave stuff out of their documents and, and so on and so forth. There's a major new document coming out, um, supposed to be um, programmable EIS, and it's supposed to streamline the process, but if you read the actual print of it, it says that they still have to do environmental reviews, but somehow they're going to make them... Uh, programmable, in other words, they can say that. Uh, uh, well, it's just gobb- gobbledygook, self-canceling phrases when you actually read the actual document.
0: Yeah, just amazing—an uh, example of, uh, of really trying to fast-track a high-dollar, uh, high-dollar public works program here, uh, and uh, and just uh, ignoring um, some of the responsibilities that the government is supposed to have. A UC Riverside researcher that works with the. Um
1: Granite Mountains Research Center on the south edge of the Mojave Preserve said that the actual acreage to be disturbed is greater than all the mining ever allowed by the BLM in the west.
0: All right, well, we're looking at about uh, 9.45, 15 minutes left in the program. I have open lines if you have a question uh, for our guests, 895-2448. We'll get you in the studio, and we have a caller. Uh, good morning. You're on the Thursday morning report. you have a question?
3: I
4: have a quick remark, and that is, I think, let me turn the radio clear off. Mm -hmm. Um, Amy Goodman is down in this part of the country right now. She was at the Sunfest or whatever they call it, the film festival. And this is investigative reporting, and she has clout, and she has everything we need, I think, that would be helpful. So uh, I'm I'm gone. But... uh, who else could do a better job?
0: Right, good idea. Thank you. Okay, thanks for the call, uh, Mr. Figueroa. Have you been able to? Have you thought about contacting someone like Amy Goodman, or or uh, what are you doing in terms of of getting more press out there? Uh, I'm, uh, I know we're doing our part here in Mendocino.
2: Yes, well, uh, we we have uh, our, our our public relations man is uh, Robert Lundahl, and he's the one that uh, that has. Uh, made these videos that we have. We have videos that we have made and uh, that we have, uh, you know, distributed to other people that want to, and we have a link. Robert has a link, and he, he's the guy that uh, that has been the, the, the public relations man, Robert Lungdahl. So, so we have a guy. So who's this lady, you say? You said there was a lady?
0: Amy Goodman. She does a show called Democracy Now!, uh which is a fairly popular n- news program yeah uh she she actually probably would be interested in covering the story i wouldn't be surprised it's worth trying to contact democracy now is the name of the show uh, i've got a call coming in so we'll just try to take as many uh, uh callers from the public as we can here in the last few minutes good morning you're on KZYX you have a question for our guest
3: uh yes i do and i want to thank you for bringing this to everybody's attention this yeah. has been festering for a while yeah um Has anybody begun to address the idea that this is the same... Well, you did. You said we should have them on our roofs instead of out there in the desert. Yeah. Uh, Has anybody begun to address the idea of just how economically stupid it is to, uh, you know, generate the power in one place and then ram it down the high-tension lines over the over the farm fields and the families, you know, and all of the EMS coming on them. And just in order to, you know, power somebody's uh, TV set.
1: Pump water in a circle in the desert.
0: Or right. a fountain. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little out of control, isn't it? Um, I definitely
1: well, am. It's Mobi.
3: the same old, same old.
0: Right.
1: Yes, there is, actually. Um, the... There is room for the comment in the public documents. Another, organiz- another federal bureaucracy that's involved is the Western Power Administration, and I was just at a meeting for that, and I compared the price of what they were talking about for one project, um, the Rice Project. It looks like it's going to be about 5 to $6 a kilowatt, and an, uh, I mean 5 to $6 a watt, and so I know you can buy new solar panels now for less than $2 a watt and you can take home a system for with a grid tie for less than $4 a watt and you can get it installed for what on your rooftop at least by our local company I know of for that price so it is really ridiculous Uh, Also, and you mentioned the power transmission lines, Uh, and actually in the WAPA, Western Area Power Administration documents, they say the grid is overloaded and being used as not designed. And those of us who actually wire houses know that when you put too much electricity down a wire, it gets hot instead of putting it, uh, instead of more electricity coming out of it. So the grid is not like a one directional thing. It's like hotted up from all different sides and then all sorts of uh, people feed off of it. So you're oh. absolutely right. That um, th- in fact, the, that's one of our main attacking points. Is the grid is overloaded, and these sites are in the middle of these overloaded transmission lines between um, coal-fired powered plants in uh, Nevada and in Arizona, and the nuclear power plants uh, that are in uh, Arizona and such. So um, it's clearly actually. Compounding the problem, but that doesn't stop it when it's free money, free land, public land, public water, and uh, and then there's another whole issue with pumping water out of the desert. And there's actually people that live there, farm jojoba, uh, organic grapes and stuff, and they're ha- they're going to have these plants right at their back door pumping water.
3: I was listening to that thing about digging out the tortoises. Yeah. Um. You know destroying the habitat and the animals, and where are they going? Where are the tortoises supposed to go live they move and 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 the coyotes and and the foxes oh,
1: yeah. no, yeah. They're so they're going to move into uh, someone's backyard and start feeding off their cats, the, the coyotes, you know, and their dogs. And uh, uh, be fine. what
3: about the tortoises?
1: Well, the tortoises get moved to a relocation site, or sometimes, in the case of Ivanpah, they were just putting them outside the the fence. But as soon as they dig them up, they have to put them. In, they put them in quarantine, so they put them basically in a detention center. And then, um, <laughs> the then of tortoise. course, they've been dug up in the middle of winter, and so they start showing signs of respiratory illness and all sorts of things. You know, like you would get a cold. If uh, a cold would be really bad if you got it, and we're put outside in the cold in the middle of the night and still stayed in your warm bed. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, the tortoises are turning up sick and then um, they have these relocation programs which are notoriously unsuccessful and, uh, and quite expensive too, but... Um,
3: jails for animals. Yeah. Oh boy.
1: More like uh, our detention centers for illegal immigrants. Except <laughs>
3: uh, then, um, At some <laughs> right. point are we going to have to call up Edward Abbey?
1: Who? What's that?
3: Monkey wrenching.
1: Oh yeah. Well, we don't need. I don't think we really need to go that way. If we can just hold their noses to the laws that they've written themselves, you know, it just hold it,
3: their noses to the
1: wheel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what you have to do. If, if the only person in the room asking for to use the land is the person is one and nobody else is complaining, then then DLM is obligated to deal with whoever talks to them. Unfortunately, you know, you get um, uh, Wired magazine. Different p- people are all. La la la, Gaga about the technology that's coming out, without really realizing. And of course, their opening sentence in almost all these statements is the barren, wasted wasteland of the desert.
3: Oh, and, oh, oh! So uh, that these these silly magazines, somebody maybe needs to contact them and uh, give them a word.
1: I could spend. All day long, answering and getting on, message, uh, responding to all sorts of misinformation that's out there on the Internet. Um,
3: well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get some friends together and we'll I, join
1: you. Actually, we have started a new group called Friends of the Old Growth Ironwoods. And that's because the ironwood trees that are down in these washes are 500 to 1,000 years old. Okay. And uh, it's, uh, you can contact me, B. Harper at pacific.net to be on that list.
3: Or pacific.net, got yeah. it.
1: And there's another organization called Basin and range dot wa- uh, basin and range Wash. a watch I'm sorry uh-huh. and it's Basin and range watch and they have real good information on the animals and another group that's a splinter of the Sierra Club of dissatisfied Center club Sierra Club members is solar dot org all one word and yeah. the solar uh, the Sierra Club has um, very belatedly stepped in and sued over one of the most uh, egregious plants, one of the ones that would actually probably have died a death of its own because the company has been resold three times in the last two years.
3: <laughs> well, that's the Sierra Club. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. So, um, But, in fact, uh, there was a meeting a few weeks ago where a lot of pe- membership went to the Sierra Club and said, you're not doing enough, and you're doing it too late. Um, the Center for uh, Biodiversity got co-opted at Ivanpah by a promise to buy thousands of acres of land to put for tortoise habitat, but uh, the, that land's not—it's public land. You can't displace public land and the connectivity of the environment by creating another safe
0: place somewhere else. You—you've
3: destroyed that kind We not any more islands of
0: safety. Right. <laughs> This is a real a real issue, right? I mean these these projects are so vast that they're basically cutting off uh, corridors of movement for, for animals and separate. I mean, you know, completely separating environments that have to be have to work symbiotically together. Yes, and, and connected. Mm hmm.
3: Okay, I've talked enough. You've given out some great information. I wrote it down. I'll get in touch.
0: All Thank right, you. very good. Yeah, thanks for the call.
3: You're welcome. Bye.
0: Take care. A few minutes left here in the program. I'll go ahead and take one more call here. Uh, good morning. You are on the Thursday morning report. Do you have a question for our guests?
4: Well, I have a comment. Uh, this is Tony Brook Trails, and mm-hmm. I spent some time trying to set up a community energy authority as allowed by California law for Mendocino County. And I plan to uh, get active again to get that going. Uh, failed by one vote, but when you deal with a program EIR. You know, they're not project-specific, and what you need to do is counter it with an alternative, an alternative program. And, of course, this gets back to local power, people power locally generated, and addressing energy cost inflation, whereby uh, with national security we take our own communities and begin to, of course, generate the necessary renewable energy and invest in that so that we get off this uh, energy inflation curve that's going to destroy our economy um because of the environmental superiority of uh, such a proposal it would outweigh uh, and be the alternate program to this these massive uh, high impact uh, solar fields and sensitive lands and so by california law we can set up our own community energy authorities to do the countywide regional wide uh, planning that leads to these better programs that allow Americans to invest in their own future.
0: Sounds like a plan.
4: Thank you for your program.
0: You bet. Thanks for the call. All right. Let's see. Uh, Just a few minutes left. I think I have time to take this last caller. Uh, Good morning. You're on the Thursday Morning Report. Just a few minutes.
5: Okay, Doug. Uh, Jeff Wright on the Mendocino Coast. Hi, Alfredo Figueroa. This is Jeff Wright, and I had the honor and privilege of working with you 17 years ago. It's hard to believe that we won that fight in Ward Valley.
2: Nice. Hey! Thank you!
5: <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, Doug, sometime you should get Alfredo back on soon, because he established the law, which gives us our right to speak at public meetings, the one that David Gurney had to run-in with recently and is now swinging the state over. It's Penal Code 403, and the case is called re K-A-Y, I-N, second word, R-E, colon, K-A-Y. Look that up on Westlaw, and you'll see Alfredo Figueroa prominently in that case. He stood up to fight for our right to speak and have this opportunity to redress our government in this state, and it's constantly bulldozed over, literally and figuratively, and quickly onto the current issue. In Ward Valley, we were able to fight that by um, pointing out that they were going to be transporting radioactive waste along corridors where people would be driving next to it. Well, there's this 11 Western States Energy Corridors deal that was recently passed, and one of the ways that we can stop this kind of thing is to state that since we are receiving that electricity, it's going to be going through new areas that haven't been damaged before, and we were never notified, we may be able to, even at this late date, contact the federal government, and since we were not notified, since these corridors go all over the place from that location, and uh, we should have a voice in this process. And uh, I don't believe in computers, so uh, that's a whole other show. But, uh, Mr. Harper, I hope you have a regular old telephone. And, Mr. Figueroa, if there's a way to get a hold of you by phone, maybe I can get that off air from Doug McKinsey later. But, yeah, I'm really glad that you're still fighting. And Alfredo Figueroa, it's, I think he's probably closest to Centurion. And all that energy coming from a person with all that wisdom, it's really an honor to hear you, Alfredo. Bless
2: you. Thank you very oh, much. Talk I appreciate often.
1: that. All right. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Yes, you can reach me at 895
0: if you want to discuss this further. Okay. Just a few minutes left. Uh, Mr. Figueroa, do you have any closing comments? Do you want to talk just for a second maybe about uh, where the lawsuit is at right now and where you hope it's going to go in the near future?
2: Well, we hope that the lawsuit is going to stop and have a... a, a you know, the restraining order applied so we can stop these projects immediately, and then more people will be able to to, to jump on board or rather uh, to make their comments and to let the government know that this is not the the, the right thing to do uh, because they're they're, they're barking up the wrong tree. And we hope that these public uh, comments that are being, uh, you know, these public meetings are being held, that some of these public meetings will be uh, nearby to where a lot of these people are, and, and they can go to these meetings that are being held right now uh, w- within the next uh, month or so. There's going to be a six or seven meetings held all over the southwest in Colorado and Nevada and California, Arizona. So go to those meetings and express your opinion loud and clear.
0: Sounds like a plan. All right, just about uh, oh, 40 seconds left. Do you want to um, leave some contact information or, or, again, give out the websites again about...
1: sure. Uh, my phone number is 895-2609-707 if you're out of the area. Um, my email address is bharper at pacific.net, just my first initial, oh, H-A-R-P-E-R, B-H-A-R-P-E-R. Uh, two other important websites are Solar Done Right, all one word, and Basin and Range Watch, all one word, dot .org for both of those. Uh,
0: and Mr. Figueroa, do you have any any parting comments or any uh, any, uh uh, connection information for the people. I
2: just want to say that that Basin Watch uh, of uh, Kevin uh, emirate they, they have a very really good uh, 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 website, Excellent. and it has all our story there.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
2: So, uh, so if you get that one, uh, you'll 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 get our information.
0: All right, that's basinandrangewatch.com. dot com org dot org dot org. Okay, we got it. Okay. Time is now 9.59. Uh, thank you, Mr. Figueroa, for all your work for the people and for being on the program this Thanks, morning. Alberto. Yeah, we're getting the word out. Um, and good luck with all of your endeavors. I feel confident that you'll be able to stop this. I, I, uh, I will pray for the lawsuit to, to uh, go forward as quickly as possible and make that happen. Thank you. All right. Uh, take care. Uh, Again, the time is 9.59. You've been listening to the Thursday Morning Report right here on KZYX, 90.7 FM Philo, KZYZ, 91.5 FM Willits, and Ukiah, 88.1 FM Fort Bragg. Uh, This is Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio, streaming on the web at kzyx.org. I'd like to thank Bill Harper for being on the program, as well as uh, Mr. Figueroa, uh, for spreading the word about uh, the environmental devastation caused, uh, or that will be caused if these proposed power plants go through. I'll speak to you all again in two weeks' time, uh, and uh, take care. Have a good day, everybody.